else can you find? Meteorological Monday. Science Wednesday. And Open Line Friday. There's only one place in the universe. Welcome to the Weather Jazz Podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and even some off-topic things periodically. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is episode number 212 for Wednesday, July 7, 20. 21, another very toasty day, and it's another humid day, but today it's going to be different instead of the last two very stable days. We have ourselves some thundery clusters that will be firing up today, so get ready. And the Storms Prediction Center, in now including all of northern Ohio and the slight risk for severe weather, the primary threat would be strong winds and hail. So we'll keep an eye on that as we move through the day today. Well, today I have a science-related weather jazz episode as i frequently will do on wednesday and we've done this topic at various angles using various angles of attack if you will i'm talking about music and weather you see over the last few days we have been hosts to one of our son's friends from Liberty University. Uh, He graduated with NOAA in 2019 with his bachelor degree, and he went on to get his master's degree in worship arts with a focus on conducting. And so I thought, okay, this is a kind of a different angle on music, and weather. And uh, as is often my uh, usual protocol, I don't really give the guest a whole lot of uh, preparatory material or questions ahead of time because very frequently, once the conversation begins, it moves very naturally in a particular direction. So we leave a lot of elbow room in the interview process to do that. And that's exactly what we did with Daniel. Since he's here, I brought him into the Weather Jazz studio and we had a wonderful conversation about weather and music and his experience with the pair. Here's our conversation. Daniel Gray with us right now on Weather Jazz. Good to have you. It's exciting to be here. Thank you, Andre. Now, let's go through perhaps just a little setup so that people have an understanding of how you came into our lives, and that is through Liberty University and the the divine intersection that you had with Noah. Tell us about that. That's correct. Yeah. So one of the gen ed courses at Liberty University is Univ 101 or University 101. And sometimes students like to um, give it a hard time because it's a, a basic class of different life skills and and uh, school skills that you need. But it was a one day a week class on Friday morning at 815. And uh, Noah and I both happened to be in there during our, our first semester at Liberty. And and the, the rest is history. We actually started talking um 
on these happenstance encounters in the the dining hall. Um, and we often wouldn't plan those. Um, eventually we did, but uh, we were in there eating at the same time a lot of the um, the time. And, and uh, it was like, oh, you're, you're in my yeah, class. And that, yeah, that's how it all started. But you're not in the same degree program because Noah was in engineering and you were in the worship arts. Correct. Yes. And uh, you continued on. Now you graduated with Noah. Um, we remember that very well and uh, meeting your dad and you are from red deer alberta canada which is a neat place we've not yet been but we're going to we're going to um, but you continued on uh, to get a master's uh, degree and uh, in a nutshell tell us how that uh, that went about Sure, yeah. So I just completed my Master of Arts in Music and Worship with a conducting concentration. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Capstone Project, you have a choice of a number of different um, options you can choose. And uh, because I was the conducting concentration, they strongly encourage you to do the lecture recital or the worship program recital. And so that, fittingly, as the title of Capstone Project, is uh, the culmination of my work. practically in uh, conducting a choir and orchestra, which um, took place in March and uh, was the highlight really of, of my, my study. But I, I love my position as a graduate student assistant at the School of Music um, and then also the academic side of, of gaining wonderful experiences consistently throughout my, my two years in study. So a lot of people in weather jazz that are listening right now are saying, okay, what is this all about? Because it's not Open Line Friday. This is Science Wednesday. So why are we talking to a worship arts graduate from Liberty University? But we've had a number of interviews, uh, people that have a weather slash music connection. For instance, somebody who is a trumpeteer. And how does weather affect their instrument and their playing? Or somebody who's a vocalist, how does music affect your voice kind of a thing? So let's draw a weather and a music connection here. And so open-ended question. And it will lead where it leads. Okay. What is uh, the, the most interesting weather connection that you can think of when it comes to tying into your discipline? Uh, what is the, the, either something that was very strained or something that was very complimentary? Is there a weather event or events that impacted your work as a um, a worship uh, director. Wow. Yeah, well, outside of my schooling, um, last year we did many outdoor services, my local church in Lynchburg, due to to COVID, and uh, they were actually planning a Christmas event, which was was eventually canceled. But um, musicians don't always play outside. And so in that event, um, it was going to be difficult Anyway, in December, um, you can't get string players to play outside because of their mm-hmm. um, the wood and um, brass players wood, and so they were heading that direction. But um, that's kind of an aside. Personally, man, um, I mean, musicians are pretty versatile. Vocalists, especially. Um, we held my capstone project in the concert hall. Um, 
Vocalists, though, are always aware, I think, of, of where they are climate-wise. I've had people, um, musicians of concerts I've attended back home in Alberta, where um, if you're not used to a dry climate, which I grew up in, um, they're like constantly reaching for the water to hydrate because uh, um, you can notice that um, lack of of humidity in a good way um, when you don't have it in a drier climate. Um, so from a vocalist perspective, that, that'd be what comes to mind right now. Well, often you see, uh, and, and perhaps hyperbolically, you see these cartoons of musicians that have this big bulbous thing and they're spraying something in their throat. Yes. Uh, they're spraying something other than water. Is there, is there something to that or is that just kind of uh, something that was hyperbolically accented because of the cartoon? I've heard of just recently actually a, uh, a, a vocal spray um, that uh, was designed by a vocalist who's taught voice for a lot of years. And um, I haven't looked into it myself, but there could be some some uh, some merit to that and, and being more than, than water, something she specifically concocted and found. But, um, you know, sometimes there is more money in, in, uh, in those things than, than people care to admit. But, yeah. So you have no idea what's in this yet? I have not, I have not looked into it, no. So you have um, obviously had to make some adjustments to the weather because you've had some outdoor events. How many outdoor events compared to indoor events have you had? And is there a preference? Do you prefer outdoor events or indoor events? Well, the the outdoor events I was involved in last year was um, not from a vocalist standpoint. I was on the piano in, in those events. Um, at the time, the first one, I was really excited about about it because I hadn't done many outdoor type events. But um, from a, if we're going to talk about um, worship and, and the context of, of church ministry, um, it's difficult to engage people outside um, because there is so many more distractions um, than uh, than inside. So um, for that reason, I would I would prefer um, inside being able to hear one another better singing um, and. Uh, and then other, of course, extra elements of, of video and lighting when they're tastefully done. It's interesting you mentioned uh, the environment being a bit more controlled. Here we are in uh, what is slowly developing in, into an audio studio. It's working right now, and it works very, very well. And you're right. I much prefer be re- recording in here uh, where the the audio can be controlled. So there is an element of control once you walk outside to an open venue, you really have some challenges to overcome, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Biggest one? Siren, ambulance going by, <laughs> um, overhead birds, uh, car alarms. Uh, that happened to one of those services, and, and uh, people were not focusing very well. And uh, what is that? What is that? And so there's, uh, I think the unknown is amplified uh, exponentially outside for sure and of course the sound waves propagate away and never come back yeah. so you don't have uh, control of of that uh, that deal yeah 
Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. I would imagine the farther away from the musicians you are, really, the less you hear. There's, there's really no unless you're in an uh, amphitheater of some sort, mm-hmm. and we've seen them. Uh, Tuacan is one of them in Southwest Utah. It's mm-hmm. a kind of a natural yeah. Hunan uh, rock formation, yeah. and they have the the bands in the right place, and doesn't matter where you sit. Yeah. But that's not you're you're not a Tuacan when you're doing worship services. Right. My local church had used a uh, a PA system mm-hmm. um, outside, which, uh, you know, those stacks of speakers um, that uh, sounded really good, even from way at the back oh. of the parking lot. Okay. And so uh, they had done their, their research and did a quality um, offering in that, as they do with, uh, with many elements of their ministry. But, um, yeah, that is not always the case. And uh, just mixing um, and presenting something acoustically for sound tech is uh, is a, a challenge outdoors for sure when you don't have that technology to, to work with. So you have your degree now, and we're very proud of you, by the way. And we were at that March recital, which was absolutely outstanding. In fact, what I may do is provide a YouTube link on Weather Jazz on the show notes on this episode if you want to uh, check out uh, Daniel's um, Capstone Project. Um, and you are now in the process of looking for a position. And that has been an interesting challenge, uh, yeah. uh, but an interesting journey thus far, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, ongoing. Mm-hmm. And your hope then, now we want to keep you here in the United States, uh, um, and we hope uh, that that opportunity comes up. So if there's a church out there that needs a worship leader, especially somebody who is really, really good at directing a choir, uh, which is really your your accent, right? Um, we would uh, love for you to contact uh, Daniel through uh, us if you'd like. We'll make sure that that, that, that you're in touch with him. But uh, what is your hope? What is your ideal place? Um, you know, just a couple months from now. Sure. Well, some things I touched on in that presentation called Access Restored is uh, a multi-generational worship ministry, multi-ethnic worship ministry, um, two things that I think are, are really, really important. And, and uh, for people that may not be familiar, um, there is an, an incredible vibrancy, a dynamic element of um, choir in the local church in a contemporary context, singing um, songs that you're familiar with on the radio, um, but providing um, an, a, an avenue for more people to be involved, um, which then encourages the, the worship pastor, the team on stage, um, can be a, um, an encouragement of the congregation as well, and um, you know provides just a, an extra oomph to um, um, what's going on musically, but, uh, but also visibly and spiritually to um, joining together as as one body to worship the Lord. So I would love to facilitate a ministry like that, either as the the leader or part of a team um, that uh, that actively and strategically involved choir of of all ages um, in uh, in select select ways and and a variety of ways throughout the year. You touched on something very interesting and you caught my ear with it and that is an avenue to get people involved. And so you're not looking for that perfect singer, that perfect pitch singer. You're just looking for somebody whose heart wants to sing. You'll teach them how to sing, right? Exactly, exactly. And and some people are 
good singers, but they are not comfortable um, mm-hmm. with a microphone in their hand. And so um, that uh, there is a place for them. There's a place for people that uh, are, are leaders in other ways in, um, in serving that community, um, which is what a choir can become. And uh, definitely there's a, a place for, for, for everyone. That's why I enjoyed being part of the choir every once in a while because uh, I always had two jokes that I uh, would toss out to everybody. You know, I sing solo. Solo, you can't hear me. And <laughs> Or um, they asked me, well, what are you saying? Well, I sing tenor. And they said, really? You sing tenor? Yeah, I sing best as a tenor, 10 or 15 miles away. So, uh, so if, if, if you... Join a large group of people who can sing. They carry you in a way that makes you sound pretty decent. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's, uh, from a personal standpoint, I'm a baritone, um, which presents some challenges in uh, in the worship world um, sometimes. But uh, I've heard with with uh, a baritone. For those who aren't familiar, it's it's that that middle range of the male voice um, between a tenor and, and a bass. And so uh, the joke is, I'm a baritone. I can't sing as high as I want to or as low as I need to. So you know. <laughs> Um, take take that for what it's worth. But we certainly wish you the very very best. Um, and wherever you end up, especially um, if it's a northern climate, southern climate, wherever it ends up, naturally we'd like to pick your brain again because you're in Central Virginia, right. which is kind of a hot and humid place in the summer, but at least has variability. You may end up in a new climate that you may have to adjust to, and uh, so. Perhaps we can have you back when that happens, and I can ask you some follow-up questions to this conversation. Sounds good. Yeah, I look forward to that. What a great conversation with Daniel Gray. We certainly wish him the very, very best as he pursues that perfect partnership that he is looking for. And we'll keep you updated as soon as he lands that perfect position, because who knows, you might be very close to the church that he ends up at. And I would highly recommend you checking out what happens to that church when he gets the chance to develop that music ministry. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media, by word of mouth, email, any which way but loose. Also, if you have a question or a topic suggestion, I welcome your input. You can email me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com or contact me using my Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That's actually my favorite way. Call now, 234-525-5888, 234-525-5888. And if you need that information later, just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the contact tab at the very top. All that information will get brought up. Open Line Friday is coming around. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what I have planned. I've got a few things up my sleeve. We'll see what develops. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and steer clear of the severe weather this afternoon and tonight. And then some cooler, drier days ahead as we head into Friday and Saturday. Have a good rest of your week and we'll catch you Friday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.